Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchise and subgenre to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film with top five from the Ray Taylor show on today's episode. I am finally talking about my two, my top five movies from 2023. It's all about the cinematic wonders of 2023. We are going to unveil my top five movies of the year, a selection I've carefully curated based on my individual reviews of each title, including films that are in my honorable mentions. Of course, this year is a cinema. This year in cinema has been nothing short of spectacular. We've witnessed the rise of new filmmakers and the return of seasoned veterans, each bringing their unique vision to the silver screen. From awe-inspiring blockbusters to thought-provoking indies, 2023 has been a year of diverse and compelling storytelling. Each movie on my list today stands out for its exceptional craft, captivating storytelling, and the unforgettable experiences they've provided to audiences worldwide. These are films that pushed boundaries, sparked conversations, and left an indelible mark on the landscape of modern cinema and myself. For those of you who have been following my reviews throughout the year, You know I've delved deep into the heart of each of these films, analyzing their narratives, performances, direction, and overall impact. My in-depth reviews explore what makes each of these movies a must-see and why they deserve a spot on our top five list. As we count down these cinematic gems, remember, it's not just about the spectacle or the star power It's about these stories that move us, that challenge us, and entertained us in the ways only a great film can. These are the movies that define the year of 2023, a year rich in cinematic excellence. So whether you're looking for inspiration for your next movie night, or you're curious to see if your personal favorites made the list, you're in the right spot and you're not interested in a more detailed analysis, and let's say you're in the right spot if you are also interested in a more detailed analysis of each film, uh, or if you are in the mood for a more detailed analysis of each film, let me say, don't forget to check out all of my individual reviews for a deeper dive into the magical mysteries of each of these films uh, that I'm going to be putting on my list. Uh, I'm always interested in looking back at the movies that I've watched and reviewed over the previous year uh, and select the five films that were not only just great movies, but also movies that connected with me personally. That's I mean, if you if you're familiar with top five, you're familiar with the movies that I've selected as my top five movies each year, then, you know, the personal connection that I have when movies resonate with me, uh, that that gives it a lot uh sometimes the lists are really easy to come up with and sometimes it takes a bit more time uh you know and contemplation 
Um, this year was one of those years. It it was like, man, it wasn't a clear top five for me like it was last year, let's say. Uh, pretty clear, especially number one films. Like I wasn't – I could – I could make an argument for a lot of different films on my top five list for being number one. I could also make arguments for films that I didn't even add to my list being top ones. Uh, Movies that are probably going to be winning or have already been nominated for Best Picture. Uh, But this list, nonetheless, this list that had many contenders, let me tell you, uh, their positions on and off the list changed multiple times as I was trying to come up with this list. I did my best to watch all the films that I felt had a chance in making my list um, that came out more recently, which so many movies come out at the end of the year that are trying to win awards, and a lot of those movies aren't available to watch anywhere, uh, especially through video on demand or streaming services. So there's a few movies that I still haven't seen that I would love to see, but... um, I didn't think that they would make my list even if they did hit, but maybe they would have. I don't know. It's always a bummer when I see a movie later on that I didn't get a chance to watch in time and then it being like, I think Triangle of Sadness may have been one of those movies where it's like I didn't see it until after I made my list and it definitely would have been on my list and it still may have been. I don't remember when I saw it, but that's that's it seems like a movie that I saw afterwards. Um but there's only a couple of movies that I didn't get a chance to see, but I, d- I doubt they would have made my list anyway. Either way, sit back and enjoy my top five movies of 2023. Let's take a brief intermission from our show. Imagine, dear listeners, a piece of art that does more than just decorate a wall. Visualize owning a limited edition print from The Many Faces, a series that melds the beauty of the abstract with the allure of the surreal. Each print is a conversation piece, a slice of artistic wonder in your own home. But what really elevates these prints, they come with my personal signature and unique number, marking their authenticity and exclusivity. And guess what? Indulging in this art won't empty your wallets. Starting from just $5 for a 4x6 print, these prints are designed to be accessible fitting both your space and your budget. To art enthusiasts, collectors, or anyone who cherishes one-of-a-kind pieces, this is your moment. Transform your living space with a touch of artistic elegance. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to select your exclusive limited edition print today. And now, let's return to the show with that extra bit of inspiration. So let's get it started, shall we, with my fifth favorite film from 2023. This is a movie that, when I watched it, absolutely fell in love with this movie. And since I've watched this movie, I have heard very, very different opinions on this film. Some people absolutely hate this movie. But for me... I loved this movie. I loved what this movie did. I loved what this movie went. Uh, and that is why it's on my list. Uh, despite the hate that exists for this movie, I absolutely loved it. And I'm sure people will be crying in the comments about, this is the worst movie of the year, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. This is my list, not yours. Please let me know what your top five would be. 
But for me, starting off with number five is Leave the World Behind. This is an apocalyptic psychological thriller directed by Sam Ismael. Uh, this It's written and directed by him based on a book uh, that he did not write, but uh, written and directed by him. I loved the direction in this movie. Uh, this is based oh like the, it's based on a 2020 novel by uh, Ruman Alam. This, this movie's got a great cast. You got Julia Roberts, Mahersha Ali, Ethan Hawke, Mihala, Kevin Bacon. And the film centers around a group of characters played uh, a group of characters. They grapple with a sudden and unexpected breakdown of technology, including phones and television. Uh, in this movie, the narrative explores their attempts to understand and deal with what appears to be a looming global catastrophe, uh, which I loved the pacing of just the how knowledge and information was disseminated throughout the film, how it was a very much a slow drip, something that a lot of people hated about this movie, that it just didn't tell you and while watching the movie i was frustrated that it didn't just tell me but i appreciated it and understood it and at the end was a great uh aspect of this film uh this film got its world premiere at the afi festival on october 25th 2023 theatrical release on november 22nd and hit netflix on december 8th uh, the film received positive reviews from critics noted for its uh, exploration of psychological themes and apocalyptic setting. Uh, the film is noted for its exploration of psychological impact of techno a, te a technological breakdown and potential global disaster. Uh, I mean, everything that happens in this movie is like, oh yeah, that it would make sense if you were trying to create the chaos that was intended that was being created in this movie it makes complete sense especially once you find out what everything is what actually is happening this movie also delves into themes of uncertainty survival and human relationships in times of crisis this movie you have four characters there it's pretty much just those four characters for the most part um and Two groups of the characters don't know each other. They're meeting each other for the first time. So there's a lot of distrust. <clears throat> you know, not knowing what's really happening. It's great. Sam Ismael's direction is likely characterized by a tense and atmospheric style focusing on the emotions and psychological state of the characters. I absolutely loved the camera movements of this film. I the camera provides so much motion and action and energy that helps this story that really creeps along. It really helps the story kind of maintain a momentum throughout. Uh, and again, I loved the very end of this, the very end of this movie. I loved so much. Uh, yeah, it's I really enjoyed this movie and it's a bummer that so many people didn't. Uh, but it's here at my number five. My fifth favorite film from last year is Leave the World Behind. Also, Julia Roberts character. I 100 uh, percent sympathize with. I hate people. 
if somebody showed up to my Airbnb while I'm on vacation, and even if they are the owners, I would be so put off. I would be, first off, not trusting anybody just showing up. But second off, if they were there, I'd be like, okay, well, now I can't not think about these people that are here, and I can't just enjoy my time. This is no longer a vacation. This is like we are intruded upon by these people. Despite while watching the movie, I sympathize with Ethan Hawke. I'm like, yeah, just easygoing. Like, yeah, let him in. But like knowing myself and how much I hate people and I hate having my plans interrupted by people I don't know, uh, it would be it would I would be I would 100 percent be Julie Roberts in this movie. Uh, but again, that movie, number five, leave the world behind. <clears throat> Moving on to my fourth favorite film. This was a movie that I didn't review. This might be the only movie that is on this top five list that I actually didn't review, but it did show up in an episode of top five. So that may narrow it down for you. Uh, but this is a movie that I didn't intend on putting on the list. But after having seen all of the movies that I thought would be contenders for this list, looking back at this movie that was one of my favorite movies that was on like the bigger list of like what I could choose from, I'm like, this movie was so much fun. It it brought me back to not only my childhood, but also brought to life one of my favorite actors in a way that honored that actor and also improved this movie and the direction and the changes that this movie took in comparison to the previous films in the franchise that this movie is a part of, uh, I think it does. I did the best. And I'll get into all that with number four. My fourth favorite film of 2023 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. An animated film, really fun animation. I love the animation style. This movie uh, is obviously based on the Peter Laird characters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which uh, and Kevin Eastman, which there's a great documentary that I watched uh, while watching all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies that I did a top five for. Uh, the documentary, I believe, is called turtle power or heroes in a half shell something like that great documentary kind of telling you what started the teenage mutant ninja turtles how they became toys how they became movies how they became a phenomenon i love it this movie however is directed by jeff rowe and kyler spears the screenplay and story is by seth rogan and evan goldberg as well as jeff rowe uh, it's also co-written by Dan, Dan uh, Hernandez and Benji Samet. Uh, they did the screenplay, or at least Samet did the screenplay. You have <clears throat> also Brendan O'Brien for story credits. The voice cast is great. Finally, teenagers. None of the other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, even the OG, the best one, they don't seem like teenagers. They kind of do a little bit, but not nearly as much. Like These kids in this movie are the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that feel, act, sound like teenagers. Uh, in the voice cast, you have Micah Abbey as Donatello. You have uh, Shaman Brown Jr. as Michelangelo. You have Nicholas 
uh, Cantu as Leonardo. You have Brady Noon as Raphael. In this movie, it follows the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as they embark on a mission to uncover a mysterious crime syndicate. They face an army of mutants and explore themes of family, acceptance, and uh, conformity. As kind of similar themes to other Ninja Turtles movies, uh, as they all are, this one has its own little origin type story that is handled way better than the the Michael Bay produced movies. Uh, this movie was began in 2018. Uh, you have uh, Seth Rogen getting involved, officially announced in June 2020. Uh, it was produced by Point Grey Pictures, which is a Seth Rogen, Goldberg, Evan Goldberg, and James Weaver production company. Uh, the animation was provided by Micros Animation, uh, a mont from Montreal and Paris, as well as Cinesite, uh, uh, which is uh, based in Vancouver and Montreal. The animation style influenced by school notebook sketches. Um, also influenced by the uh, Spider-Man animated films that have been coming out. Uh, the music scored by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, which was a surprise to see. Uh, I love their scores that they do and didn't really notice that it was like it almost makes me want to go back and rewatch this movie again, which I would anyway. Uh, but just to go back and rewatch the or listen to the score of this movie. Uh, the as far as work in process screening uh, the, of this movie, it screened at a uh, at the Annecy International Animation Film Festival in June 12th of 2023. And then was the finished product was released in the United States by Paramount Pictures on August 2nd of 2023. This movie grossed $180 million worldwide. Received positive reviews, particularly for its performances, the screenplay, and stylized animation. Animation uh, was praised for its uh, potentially the best, praised as potentially the best Turtles film. I would agree. I would agree that there is an argument between this film and the very first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, which I think when I did my rankings, I struggled with. Um, but that first film is, is very special. Uh, this movie awards and nominations, nominated for Critics' Choice Awards and the Annie Awards. Uh, future projects, uh, a follow-up television series, Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is set to premiere on Paramount+, Plus, which is at the time where all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies were, as well as the old TV shows um, for the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from when I was a kid which I did not dive into those. Uh, there is a sequel in the works in development. As, of course, it did well. Box office. I loved it. Everybody loved it. I can't wait for another one. I hope. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I absolutely love this movie. It was a lot of fun. And that's why it's here. Jackie Chan being the actor that this movie, not only it's great to see Jackie Chan doing voice work, but the character animation as Splinter he fights like Jackie Chan, which I appreciated that a lot. When people understand Jackie Chan's style and humor in fighting and are able to translate that into animation, I really enjoyed that. I love that the kids were actually teenagers. 
Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Really great. I like the April O'Neil change as well. Making that another student makes it way less creepy than teenage uh, turtles having a, in, being in love with a grown adult and then that grown adult maybe hanging out with these teenage mutant ninja turtles. Regardless, <clears throat> I love this movie and that is why it's here. And number four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. A lot of great uh, other voice actors in that as well as all of the other mutants like it is a who's who of voice talent in this movie and number four teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem moving on to number three this was a movie that i watched it and immediately knew this is going to be on my list somewhere this is going to be one of my favorite films of the year this movie touched me in a way that no other movie touched me emotionally and it's a great, simple, independent film that I absolutely loved, and it's coming in here at number three. My third favorite film of 2023 is Fry Bread Face and Me. This movie is a coming-of-age drama written and directed by Billy Luther. Uh, this cast, a bunch of unknowns. You have Keir Tallman, Charlie Hogan, Sarah uh, uh, Natani, you have Martin Senesmeyer. You have Kahara Hodges. Uh, this movie was executive produced by Taika Waititi. Uh, the world premiere it premiered at South by Southwest on March 11th of last year. It got a theatrical limited release in theaters November 24th. Uh, but I watched it on Netflix, uh, I believe, probably around that same time, November 24th. The story follows a young boy from San Diego. He is sent to spend the summer with his Navajo grandmother in a reservation on Arizona. During his stay, he meets and forms a, a connection with his cousin, who is a.k.a. Fry Bread Face. Uh, this was a great, a great movie that I fell in love with. Great coming-of-age story. The bond that the two kids have in this movie is magical the way this movie ends is so heartwarming and really got me really got me uh it's a fun simple independent film that i absolutely love i'm also a big fan of reservation dogs it was one of my favorite tv shows of last year one of the great shows over the past three years of its three years uh kind of run and this is just another great story about Native Americans and what life is like. And I appreciate that new story, new perspectives, new voices. Uh, I, I love all that. And I loved this movie for introducing me to these stories and this this one story and really loved the connection between the two kids. I thought it was amazing and really touched my heart. And that's why this movie is here at number three. My third favorite film of last year, Fry Bread Face and Me. Or Fry Bread Face and Shamu. That was his nickname, but they couldn't use that as the title. It was copyright stuff. So Fry Bread Face and Me. Number three. It rhymes. It's like illiterate or literate. Uh, what is that? What is that term? Um, yeah, whatever. Fry bread facing me. Number three. Let's take a quick break from the show. 
Listeners, are you ready to take your experience with the Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus. For just $5 a month, you unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying The Ray Taylor Show, a full week of episodes completely ad-free in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to the live painting archives, be the first to lay your eyes on the many faces, and enjoy members-only discounts and deals that'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through my personal blog, creative writing to spark your imagination, and an interactive Ask Me Anything section, Inspire Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspiredisorder.com plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my second favorite film of 2023. This was a movie that I was highly anticipating. It is the, I think, the second movie from a director that I have high hopes for. It was a movie that I watched doing another top five. Uh, but I think I did do, I actually did do a review of this movie as well. So there is the in-depth movie review and also a top five episode that inspired me to watch this movie. Not that I wasn't going to watch it anyway. Uh, but this movie has some great performances. It has like the store. The reason why I love this movie so much is that it's so unique and mind bending and uh, tells important it tells uh, tackles and deals with important themes in a very creative way and it's done by a director that I am uh, a writer director that I am am becoming a huge fan of and can't wait to see more of their work uh, but coming in at number 2 my second favorite film of 2023 is Infinity Pool this movie is a science fiction horror film two genres that i really enjoy as well this is written and directed by brandon cronenberg the son of the great uh david cronenberg and with very much the same kind of uh aesthetic uh, style in some ways brandon cronenberg does a lot of in-camera effects that i really like still a lot of practical effects Definitely has his own voice, but definitely playing in the same genre as his father. Uh, the cast of this is great. You have Alexander Skarsgård. You have the woman that I was doing the top five episode on, Mia Goth, who is an amazing actress and is amazing in this film. I don't know. I don't remember where this movie ranked in her top five films, but she has done some amazing films. I'm so looking forward to Maxine when that comes out. There's also Cleopatra Coleman in this film. And this film follows a struggling writer and his wife on vacation. After an incident, they discover the country's dark culture. Uh, the movie, Brandon Cronenberg started developing this project in 2019. Pro a production uh, initially pushed back to 2021, I'm sure, due to the pandemic. 
major casting occurred in 2021. Filming primarily took place in Sibenik, Croatia, uh, which is an interesting, definitely provides an interesting setting. And the people of this country where these people are visiting uh, is very specific, I think, and intentional. Uh, this movie premiered at Sundance Film Festival January of 2023, January 22nd. Got a theatrical release in Canada on January 27th. Um, and, uh, you know, later came to the U.S. Uh, this movie got positive reviews from critics and praise for its atmosphere, performances, and Cronenberg's direction. Uh, some critics, uh, some criticism directed at its plot and storyline, which I do not appreciate. I loved the plot the direct the plot and the storyline of this movie it's it 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 takes a turn and requires you to put your brain to work to put the pieces together to really understand what's going on but in the best way i would say i really loved this movie it is dark but it's really kind of shining a light in a very unique way on people who have money and have privilege and those people are able to get away with all of the crimes uh and the way that kind of idea is explored in this movie i thought was great and done perfectly the use of science fiction in order to tell this story i think was perfect the horror elements of this story are amazing. Uh, and again, Mia Goth's performance and Skarsgård's performance is was highlights, many highlights to this film that is dark and disturbing. And t those are two of the biggest reasons why I love this movie and why it's at number two. I mean, there's so many good things about this movie, this dark <coughs> horror movie. Uh, I loved it. Coming to number two is Infinity Pool. Moving on to my number one favorite movie of last year, of 2023. This was a movie I was looking forward to so much. Heard great things about it when it was initially released in theaters. Eagerly waiting for it to come to streaming because it is a franchise that I have enjoyed and surprised at how each movie seems to almost get better with each movie the star of this franchise is amazing and it's astounding that this person has been a part of two of the most iconic action franchises uh in in one career it's amazing my favorite movie of last year 2023 is John Wick 4, also known as John Wick Chapter 4 or JW4. Uh, the Japanese title is John Wick Consequences, which is a great subtitle for this film. Uh, this is an epic neo-noir action thriller film, uh, so kind of playing in a lot of different genres, which I appreciate. It's directed by Chad Staleski. St 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 uh, who also co-produced it. Uh, it was written by Shay Hatter and Michael Finch. Of course, the star of this, Keanu Reeves as John Wick, 
who was also I mean the fact that he's in this which is arguably better than the other one but the other one more iconic the Matrix the first Matrix film I love the first Matrix film and actually really like the the last the fourth Matrix film the other two are okay work better as a part one part two like if you're gonna binge them um which i think i did a full review of the matrix movies uh leading up to the newest matrix movie but i think this franchise i may like more holistically and both franchises changed action filmmaking where the matrix you know training actors how to do the moves and you know really bringing wire foo to a whole new audience in a way uh and then blending that with science fiction uh this movie as far as bringing stunt people into the director's chair uh again keanu reeves doing the action himself uh bringing in such great martial arts influences especially in this movie with donnie yen who is the star of the Ip Man franchise, which I'm currently in the middle of watching. He is amazing in the Ip Man franchise. But Donnie Yen in this movie is even... I think he's even better. His character in this movie is even better than the Ip Man franchise, which is a great character in Ip Man. But uh, Bill Sarsgaard is, Sarsgaard is in this. You have Lawrence Fishburne coming back. Uh, Hiroki, uh, Hiroki uh, Sonata, uh, who was an actor in one of the... Uh, Michelle Yeoh films that I had watched earlier this year is an old Michelle Yeoh film, which was great. Uh, you have Shamir Anderson, Lance Reddick, Rena Shawama. You have Scott Atkins, Clancy Brown, Ian McShane. So many great people in these movies. Uh, and this movie specifically follows John Wick as he seeks revenge on the high table. The story continues after the events of John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, that came out in 2019, and focuses on John Wick's quest for vengeance against those who left him for dead. Uh, this is the fourth installment in the John Wick franchise, obviously, uh, and uh, this known for its epic and stylized action sequences, the top-down video game-like action sequence with the gun that shoots, shoots like sparked flames is amazing uh, it also continues the neo-noir aesthetic of the films and themes of the franchise which i love the world building in this it also expands on the character development and mythology of john wick which i appreciate as well and in many ways had a fitting close to the franchise if they wanted it to be uh, but left it open enough to where I could see them bringing it back, which apparently they're in discussions doing that. Uh, the anticipated expectations for this film were high uh, due to the success of the previous films in the franchise. And this film is likely to be praised or is uh, is definitely praised for its action choreography. You also have Keanu Reeves performance is great in this. And uh, the continuation of the series, dark and stylish tone. A lot of great moments. I love, I love, I love Donnie Yen in this. I love the, I love how this ends in the duel. How it, it, it strips away everything to be the most minimalist expression of combat in the duel. Such a great movie. I, I loved this movie so much. It is one of the best action movies that I've ever seen 
while also paying tribute to the action movies that inspired it. It was, yeah, it was the best action movie by far that I saw this year. And Extraction 2 came out, which I really loved as well. But, yeah, this movie just was not expecting a John Wick movie to be my top movie. Um, There are so many great dramatic films that came out that I really loved. But as far as, like, movies, being honest with myself that I really connected with, do John Wick chapter four really hit the spot like I was like this movie had every opportunity to disappoint me because I was so excited for it looking forward to it my expectations were really high each new movie each new uh, movie in this franchise they try new things new actors and I, they somehow make it all work and this movie worked for me Worked so well, it's here at number one. My favorite movie from last year is John Wick Chapter 4. There are some honorable mentions. So many movies that I watched that I thought, this like this is going to be a movie that's going to be on my list. Dream Scenario. Completely thought that would be on my list. I really loved Dream Scenario. I loved the imaginative story that Dream Scenario was. The fact that it was an analysis of cancel culture in a way is probably the only reason why it didn't make my list because I think cancel culture in general is pretty uh, doesn't exist the majority of time and generally happens to people who deserve to be canceled. And I don't think of it as canceling. I just think of it as people not wanting to work with disgusting humans uh is what i think it's like backlash oh you did a thing that a lot of people were offended by and you got backlash for it that's okay in this movie it was unintentional obviously he's unintentionally showing up in people's dreams also the end with the tech that comes in on the at the end of it did not fit it like it kind of fell off for me at the very end of the movie, but I really love the movie. Saltburn is another one that I really loved. Oppenheimer, my second favorite Christopher Nolan film, I believe. You know, maybe I have to go back, but it was so great. Uh, Past Lives was amazing. Saw that this week. Considered putting it on the list. Such a great romance film. I loved it. Go back and I reviewed it this past week. Go watch my review of it uh, to hear my in-depth thoughts on that. Killers of the Flower Moon was great as well. Let's me know. Scorsese hasn't lost it. Uh, it is a little long. The last hour is like another segment. I would have loved Killers of the Flower Moon as a miniseries rather than a three-plus-hour long film. Uh, the Holdovers was a great movie as well. Love that. Great holiday movie. Great Christmas movie. Uh, also, the Indian film Leo was really great. That came out this past year. The One of the only Indian films I watched this last year. Great movie. Uh, would have, you know, would have loved to put it on my list, but it, it's here on honorable mentions. And, of course, Maestro, the, the movie that turned my opinion completely around on, uh, on uh, that dude. <laughs> Um, God, what's his face? Um, ah, the guy who wrote, directed, and starred in Maestro. Um, whatever. I didn't really like his work. Didn't really like him. 
I mean, he was okay. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't like Ben Affleck where he just was like actively repulsive to me. But I just people get like I didn't Star is Born was like Bradley Cooper. Star was born was okay, but it wasn't like people were acting like it was he's like some kind of artist master. He can sing, he can do an impression of that other actor and sing and pee himself like oh, okay. Didn't really like that movie. Maestro changed my opinion of Bradley Cooper, hands down. This dude is an artist. I absolutely loved this movie and the performance, but it didn't connect with me in a way that wanted me just it compelled me to put it on the list. So those are some of my alter uh, my honorable mentions that didn't make the list that I considered. Seriously. Also, there's movies that I didn't get to see, uh, like Poor Things. I really want to see that, but I can't imagine a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Despite the fact how much I love Yorgos Lanthimos, I can't imagine this movie would be... It would have to be his best movie. And also, it. I mean, it might. It might. It's crazy. I just couldn't, couldn't see it. Uh, American Fiction is another movie that I didn't get a chance to see. Uh, Godzilla Minus One is a movie I didn't get a chance to see yet. Anatomy of a Fall, haven't watched yet. So there's a handful of movies that I still haven't watched yet. But I will be watching because I will be doing my top five movies that are nominated for Best Picture. So a lot of these movies that are in my honorable mentions will be on that top five list. Uh, which I'm actually excited to do that list because that's a very different list. Uh, me ranking my favorite uh, Academy Best Picture nominees uh, of of last year so that will be coming in the next month or so because uh, there's still a few of those movies that i still need to see but very excited uh for that list coming up and very happy to have done this list my favorite i love doing these top fives of the previous year it's a, it's a nice look back at the year before and let me recap my list one more time and then we'll get out of here shall we this is my top five movies from 2023 ranked starting off with number five is leave the world behind number four is teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem number three is fry bread face and me number two is infinity pool and my number one favorite film from 2023 is john wick chapter four I would love to hear your favorite movies of last year. Give me your top fives. Please tell me, please tell me the hidden gems that I missed. If you like my uh, thoughts and opinions and movie taste, and there's a movie you think I will love that I should have watched that slipped through the cracks, please let me know. Hit me up on social media. Let me know in the comments. I would love to hear it. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my rankings and analysis of my top five films from last year. Let me know how you would rank your favorite top five films. Are there any films I missed? Should I reconsider? And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Disorder, where everything's available in video formats. And don't forget to tune in next Sunday for an all-new episode. See you again next week for more top five subscribe to the ray taylor show on youtube and everywhere podcasts are found binge the full week ad free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus purchase ray taylor show merch over at inspireddisorder.com have a wonderful day everybody peace oh 
much. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.